Masterpiece Cake Shop is in the news yet again, this time about a transitional cake. This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. An off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Welcome to TFG Unbuttoned. John Nash here with my good friend and co-host, Mr. Tim Bennett. We want to give a big thanks to Critics' Choice Video. America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. They've been a partner of ours here on TFGM Buttons since the start. We would like it if you could visit their site to start a shopping spree by going to focusgroupradio.com and clicking on the Critics' Choice Video logo. And while you're at focusgroupradio.com, which is where everything is housed, you can check out the Focus Group, which drops its video on Wednesdays. And of course, audio is available all the time on Saturday. And again, it's all available there at focusgroupradio.com. We are officially one week away <laughs> from the election that was, <laughs> and everybody's still scratching their heads as they pick up the pieces about what went wrong. But yours truly, I, I, I wasn't worried. But anyway, you were you were one of the few, John. You should have gone on these uh, some of these shows and been a pundit because I think you and uh, <laughs> you and Chuck Schumer, maybe. Of course, everyone's now saying, "Oh yeah, no, I thought the same thing," but not the case. I would. I had suggested everybody. I don't know if it was here or it was on it a was regular here. show. It was here. It was a Bill. You, you, you suggested Bill Maher thing because Bill it was, Maher, yeah. yeah, he was essentially had, had packed up shop. Yeah. And, like uh, he was moving to another country. <laughs> yeah. I did not watch him this week. I probably should watch and see what he had to say because, uh, he, if he does not eat crow, then, um, he has zero credibility in my book, but he had, he had laid out such a doom gloom scenario. And, uh, and when it didn't happen, um, of course we were all excited. It didn't happen, but I thought, gosh, so many of these people got it wrong. And what was what you were saying? Who's answering the phones? Who are they polling? Who are they talking to? Well, you know, so I asked, someone asked me about this and a friend of mine said, Hey, you know, a week ago you were talking about how you didn't think it was going to be a wipeout. And I'm like, no. And they said, why? And I said, because the, the Republicans are voting on, they're, they're focusing on early voting. You know how early the vote was for this election? It was in July. Right. It was a day or two after Samuel Alito penned the uh, decision that withdrew the right that American women have had for 50 plus years, right, to to take care of their own bodies and, and make health care decisions. And, you know, you can have this debate till the cows come home about when does life start and, and, and people are having intellectual debates about that. They're usually yelling matches. They're not conversations because both sides, well, especially one side is really entrenched. But if you woke up to that reality and you're a caring husband or a father and you're a mother and a daughter, whoever you are, it it just looked, the optics were beyond horrible, especially the days after the decision. You might've been on the fence when the Republicans ran to the most horrible consequences of that decision, enacting abortion bans that had been on the books since like what, 1910 or 1930 or 1865 or something ridiculous. And then you had Lindsey Graham coming out saying, well, I'm going to solve the problem. We're going to do a, a, we're going to do a ban after 15 weeks and then you're going to be in trouble. And then all the news articles about having to cross state lines and how many hours it takes to get to a clinic to have like, you know, life affirming health. And then some real news things where doctors refused to help a, a pregnant woman because it, you know, if they did anything with the fetus, it might, they had to wait till the mother was endangered. I mean, I, I don't, I think the Republicans 
tried their damnedest to make this about the election, uh, the election about Joe Biden, the economy, and a bunch of other things. Because once the abortion decision became not as prevalent in the headlines, you would think that maybe people weren't thinking about it. But yeah, my no thesis, my thesis is that everybody that had a vote to cast voted in J- July, and they didn't care about all the chatter because they knew how they were going to vote, right? Do you think Lindsay has any women in his life? Do you think he's ever seen a vagina? Oh my Those. God, I, I have seen on the dumpster fire known as Twitter. I, <laughs> I I go into the dumpster for you folks. Don't bother going. I go in for 10 minutes. I come out feeling like I need a shower. But there are some things about Lindsey Graham that, oh my God, yeah. Um, who knows, right? I mean, and that, that tearful breakdown that he had about, you know, having to vote for Herschel Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Just like... <laughs> How do you take any of these people seriously? But apparently voters do. And I think there's a lot of people that are still hooked very tightly to the uh, the former guy's bandwagon. Um, but this, I think they're going to take the wrong message away. I think the Republicans are already taking the wrong message away, right? I mean, they're going to double down on crazy. Even if they win the House by, like, and we'll know soon enough, if they win the House by one or two seats, yeah, okay, they win the House, but it's going to be hard to do. But they're going to double down to Hunter Biden and all laptop, yeah. and it's and it's and it's just going to put the crazy right in front of all of America to see. And okay, why aren't you getting work done? You're worried about you know this or that or anything. Well, yeah, I was talking to a friend that had um, was upset about the election and <laughs> upset that the wave didn't crash over Congress. Is that? Well, because they had their talking points. They wanted yeah. to, they they don't like the fact that and I don't totally agree with the um the relief for student loans. I think if you were you know, I I think we would we'd gone to school responsibly. If you couldn't afford it, you didn't go or you didn't go to the school you might have wanted to because you couldn't afford it. Right, right. So to jack up loans and quarter of a million dollars worth of loans and get a you know sociology degree or women's studies degree or something, and then bitch and moan you can't you're unemployable. Well, that's your problem. I don't need to pay for it. And so I do agree with that. But that was an issue. Um, the tra- the women trans women in sports was an issue. Getting out of Afghanistan was an issue. So these were the points that they had all had on their heads that they were coming in on the on the flyers for the uh, for the Republicans. And I guess they just missed the message. I don't think anybody. Well, I'll say it this way. I don't think anybody in their right mind missed any of the messaging going on from the Republican side. It was all cruel, cruelty up and down the line. Let's get involved in school boards. Let's disrupt. Let's disrupt libraries. Let's play like a drag show, which is kind of performance art is is like infecting people's minds and making them turn this way or that way. I mean, they chose they went for all the red meat but they kept ignoring the fact that they had nothing to say about inflation except it was a problem well you could drop yourself into portugal or spain or anywhere in the world and talk about inflation <laughs> because some countries are experiencing it in the double digits really badly okay so it's not n- totally an american phenomenon and then they totally sidestepped the abortion discussion. They thought the less they talked about it, the more it would go away. But yeah. we have states that have bans on the books. We have state houses that need to be, you know, taken back by, you know, the forces of good, I would say, or forces that believe in women's rights, you know, to have a say in their own health care. So, yeah, it was, uh, 
So I guess, you know, um, yeah, there were some polls that had it right. I mean, there were some, but they were the outliers, according to everybody else. So yeah, I, was, I was surprised there were a couple of initiatives, too, for legalizing recreational marijuana, which mm-hmm. has usually done well. But uh, so the state of Maryland approved it by a pretty good margin. But Arkansas and North Dakota voted it down, which uh, people were somewhat surprised about because I think they both had medical marijuana. Yeah, yeah, they did. They they voted down recreational. So I was kind of surprised by that. But a lot of those initiatives didn't get any play because everyone was just too too tuned up on the Senate and the House. (laughs) Now, now. (laughs) We'll have to see how things go moving forward, let's put it that way, because... I think there's going to be a lot more chaos and a lot more burning down the house uh, as we get closer to the end of the year. All right, we've got uh, a couple stories for you folks today. And the first one that I teased at the beginning, uh, Tim had sent my way. And it's Christian Baker, uh, Jack Phillips, who in the past won a partial Supreme Court victory in a separate case. That would be the Masterpiece Cake Shop thing where he didn't want to do a wedding cake for a, a gay couple. There's a new case winding its way through, at least it's in the Colorado courts, where a trans individual was going to have a Autumn Scardina. Uh, he called, she called Phillips Suburban Denver Cake Shop in like 2017 requesting a birthday cake that had blue frosting on the outside and was pink inside to celebrate her gender transition. Um, interestingly, they were going to do the cake until she started talking to the person taking the order, basically saying, oh, this is a cake for my transition. And then it became a problem. You know, for me now, now it's, it's gone, it's gone back and forth to a couple different courts and it's going to wind its way through. But I don't know when Tim sent me the note, uh, he sent a note for this article and he said, this feels a little like they're just poking the bear and they want it. And, and, you know, you could order a birthday cake that's blue on the outside, pink on the outside or pink on the inside and say, Happy birthday, Amanda. Um, call it a day, right? Yeah, to me, this felt suspicious because obviously everybody's heard about the Colorado baker who didn't want to do the same-sex wedding cake. Right. And so now you're going to go to the same baker and try to do a, 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 a gender transition celebration cake or something. And so to me, it felt suspicious. And I thought, are they just trying to, on both sides, I thought, are they trying, is, is, Someone in Colorado, the activist, the left, is the left trying to just poke, as you said, poke the bear? Or on the other side, is it this, you know, why does this one bakery, is there one bakery in Colorado? You know, wh- why are they getting? <laughs> the whole why, state, there's only one. Right, but it, 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 it just seemed suspicious to me. I don't I know. Agree. I, I, I felt it was very odd that you're all of a sudden, what, you know, what's next? What, what, what are they going to get next? Well, so Autumn Scardinia, as I said, is the the woman who ordered the cake. What if it played out differently? What if she simply ordered the cake as described, blue frosting outside, pink inside, happy birthday, Autumn, whatever that was the message was going to be. She picked it up and then afterwards said, oh, by the way, uh, Master Cake Shop baked a cake for a transition party, right? Like, Yeah, this was, the, these, this was the people who wouldn't do it for the same sex. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, but there was I Tim. I have to say, I think, I think you're right. I think there was a there was a thought process to this and a gotcha kind of thing, right? Yeah. Well, the the fact that she calls up and then makes a point of, and you know, I've said this about a number of issues um, involving trans, which probably aren't popular. But why would you even engage in that conversation? It, it's with a, the baker? It's, yeah, yeah. You're 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 on the phone ordering a cake. Oh, this is such a celebration for me. I'm transitioning. Yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. 
boop, boop, boop. Exactly. <laughs> the, like, you the, know, the bakery I, that just won a Supreme Court case. Yeah. You know, uh, it's for just, religious freedom. Well, we're, we're going to use a typical yellow or white cake, you know, um, mix for the cake. And uh, we could use some food coloring to make it, you know, like you could have that. Like, I don't. Yeah. I just think this is another, this is a major gotcha. And, um, it just, here we go. You know, who's going to make money off this lawyers, right? Yeah. Uh, organizations representing him, which is a, um, a Christian or a Christian legal advocacy group called Alliance defending freedom is his person. And then obviously autumn has a lawyer. So again, I wonder if we should call for something. Should we call an order a bisexual cake or something? <laughs> I don't know. That's such a good, like, I, you, you'd have to figure out how you want that cake done, right? I want a cake that's split in two. You know, you know what I mean? Like you'd have to yeah. have, you have to figure that one out. So let, we'll see where this goes, but here we are. It's 2022. The, the cake was requested in 2017. So we're already looking at, you know, a five-year difference here between yeah. the act and the legal outcome. We'll yeah. see where it goes. All right. Our next story, Tim also provided, which I love, and it's a, um, comes to us from Queerty and it's about, uh, a bunch of gay climbers who uh, ascended Vladimir Putin Mountain, <laughs> and uh, and they they put two flags up there. Uh, they put a rainbow flag and the flag for Ukraine. And this is this group actually does this around the world. I think they're trying to do the seven tallest peaks. If I got that right, yeah, they're called pink summits. Pink summits. That's they it. went to the Vladimir Putin Peak. <laughs> which I love the name of the Vladimir it's in, Putin it's peak. in Kyrgyzstan was I Kyrgyzstan yeah yeah Kyrgyzstan one of the former Soviet republics you know yep. the, the satellites yeah I, I I laughed at this one because I've seen people do this where they where they bring a rainbow flag up but they this group of pink the pink summit folks are trying to make a point and doing this in a number of different areas bringing up um, flags and helping to uh, draw attention to um LGBTQ people, human rights, and a number of things. I, I think they even said, didn't, didn't they even help some um, some group put together a uh, a pride celebration? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think later on. Yeah, so I thought it was an interesting thing. I used to like the idea of climbing mountains. I don't think I do anymore. Oh, I love the idea of it. Do you really? Yeah, um, I do. I do. However, when you watch some of these documentaries about how they do, in fact. Oof ascend and sleep on the side of a cliff and mm, yeah you know it was like recently didn't they show that young uh young boy who uh climbed up half dome out west one of those famous climbs in america and and when you look at the sheer drop i mean it's like one of those things like you better have a stomach of iron because you don't you know i'm afraid of heights so yeah i I wouldn't even go in that sears tower thing and look out when we had to look out over the on the glass thing because you thought that maybe the engineer screwed up and the one person that steps out on the glass balcony (laughs) you it's gonna go tumbling down yeah don't don't mind the ten thousand people that went out on it beforehand well this just takes one john you know loose it's loose it's loose loose, by the way that's what you said in chicago i'm like but tim there's been hundreds of people just takes one just takes one. A low bidder got the job. And then, yeah. And the woman who was doing, we had a photo of ourselves taken on that that ledge. And she knew what was going on. She goes, here's the deal. If you want your photo? Yeah, yeah we want it. But Tim's, I'm not stepping out there. Well, don't look down. Look right up here. Just keep looking up. So he backed onto the thing. It looks like a happy photo and walked right off and was happy to be You're off. You're laying down. There. You're looking down. You were looking I loved down. it. I love heights. Yeah, yeah. I love, you're crazy. Yeah, I should do a bungee jump or anyway, the uh the pink. But you were gonna do that. What was the thing in in, uh Las Vegas you were gonna jump? I was gonna jump off the um stratosphere. 
Yeah. In fact, I we were getting ready to go. I had made up my mind I was going to do it, and then they had the Oof. ride shut down because of high winds. <laughs> I would have been whipped around, right? Would Bob do that? No, he was going to be at the bottom waiting for me to. But he's to he doesn't have that kind uh, of. He, uh, he's, uh, he's not interested in that. He okay. is not jumping off anything. No. It looked cool to me. I next time I'm out there, we have, we haven't been to Vegas in a long time, have we? I, I don't intend to. Are you going? Well, you know, sometimes when we have nothing, like there are times when we just don't want to watch anything per se, but Pawn Stars might be on. So, mm, you know, Pawn Stars comes on and they do a lot of B-roll that shows Vegas and the surrounding area. And we'll all, we've seen casinos we've never seen before. I guess there's been a couple of different ones built and renamed. And it always tugs at us. We're like, wow, it's a Vegas. And then I was like, yeah, you know, we've been there. And you two don't gamble, which is even funny. Zero interest in gambling, yeah. I just think it's it's gotten rough. Anyway, that's just me. Well, you all three, when we have been out there, you and I have navigated that strip. And man, that is, that is not for the faint of heart, especially in the summertime with the heat. Oof. All right. Our last story is sort of a warning, I suppose. And it's uh, this popped up in a couple different publications. And the headline reads, avoid using blue mailboxes during the holidays, USPS warns. They're convenient, but may not be the safest way to send holiday mail. So the, the post office is recommending that if you're sending gift cards, cash, or, you know, gifts to people during the holidays, it's probably wiser to give the outgoing mail to your postal carrier if you happen to see them. Or you go directly to the post office and drop it in the window there. Um, and if you do use an external box, be sure to put the mail in before the last pickup of the day. Of course, you have to know what that is. That's not so hard. You walk by, you'll see the time. Um, but there have been, I, I've heard of a number of scams and stuff that people do where they put stuff down, they pull out the mail, you know, with whatever device they're using. It just, uh, just one more thing to kind of, scratch your head and worry about right well i was trying to figure out how they because they showed those boxes that have just kind of the shoot yes and then they showed the you know not, uh, versus the ones that you have the flap that open but i was trying to figure out how were they getting into these boxes or were they just busting them up late at night i wondered so there was a thing in new york a while ago where they busted up a bunch of guys who we were using string and things that would stick like silly putty or chewing gum i can't even remember what they were using and they would fish the mail out was, so what would you do if you saw somebody doing that? Wouldn't you call the police? I would, I would I immediately I call the police because it's it's a federal crime. A and B, it's the mail. You know yeah. what I mean? It's you know it's the mail. So yeah, they bought, and then we all our mailboxes have changed around here. I don't know if yours are the same, but we don't have that shoot thing now. There's a very narrow slot at the yeah. top. There's nothing that opens. There's no moving part. You barely get your. You can only maybe put two or three things in simultaneously if they're really thin. But once it's in, it's in. I can't figure out how anybody would get in there. Well, in the older ones here now, even the ones that had the door that would open. Yep. That they put some sort of they welded something so it, it barely opens an eighth of an inch or something, so you can just slip in the envelope. You know, I'll say this: um, last spring, this past spring, Bob and I were doing cleanup around the yard, and we found an envelope. An opened envelope that was addressed to the two of us uh, at our upstate home. We couldn't make out the return address, um, but it was it was very. It had been sitting in the snow, so a lot of it had like it was very faded and, right. and worn out, and we couldn't figure out what was going on. Three weeks later, I'm I'm doing more yard work, and I see what looks like some garbage or paper, and I I pick up, and it's a a card, like a single thing, and there's some image on it 
and there's some type and I had trouble reading it outside. So, and it was a little wet. So I let it dry. We found out that this was a Christmas card from our friend, Mary Alicia, that she sent up to the house. So here's my thing about this whole people breaking into mailboxes. They don't have to go to a United States postal box. They can go to your post office. They can go to your mailbox sitting right out front because someone apparently took that card out of the mailbox, opened it up, realized there was no cash or anything, and, and just tossed it. And we Jeez. found it in the woods. At least that uh, doesn't that sound like a good Sherlock? No, that's Holmes? what happened. Yeah. And then that that happened to me in college, where people would figure out it was your birthday because mm-hmm. the mail was open slots, and uh, people would root through mail. Never caught anybody. So I had had some, my suspicions, but um, yeah. And yeah. you know what? Let us know that it was Mary Alicia. There, we finally figured out that the image that was on this thing must have been an inkjet, for example, was a dog. Because you know they have <laughs> they have their dogs, and then it just said, "Can you believe that um, Grace is X number of years old this year?" And I'm like, "Oh my God, it's Mary Alicia!" And then I recognize the handwriting. Right, that thing was out there for months. Right, wow. it just oh boy, yeah. So well, it makes you wonder what else was taken, right? Yes, it does. Um, fortunately, we don't. Yeah, we we actually did puzzle about that for a while. Bob was like, "Well, there was that time my mom sent me," and I was like, "Well, that was to the apartment, so we'll see." Anyway, so be careful about your mail this uh, holiday season. You might want to pre-think where you're dropping it off and maybe get a little extra security there. So as I mentioned at the uh, top of Unbuttoned today, Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987, has been a partner of ours here at TFJ Unbuttoned since the start. Go there by going to our site, focusgroupradio.com, and click on the Critics' Choice Video logo and start your shopping spree Lots of sales going on, lots of offers where if you order a certain amount, you get free shipping or take a certain amount off, and there's a lot to see. Anything cross your radar, Mr. Bennett? Well, they have a lot of the Christmas movies out, so if yeah. you wanted to, <laughs> yes, they do. to uh, yeah, if you wanted to add to any of those I had seen, and then some, there was a whole section on Westerns, which I laughed about a little bit. My, rowing, my former rowing coach used to love Westerns. He would watch Westerns all weekend long. Were you I a Western never... guy? I never got into them. Now, Bob and I, were, we talked about that literally the other day. There was a John really? Wayne movie on famous John Wayne. And we're like, eh, turn it off. Just never it never did it for me. I think it was your mother, though, who said that all the stories were the same. You're, you're, I think your mom had made mention of that, whether it was science fiction or it was a Western or it was a comedy, that stories all had a common thread. Remember your mom told yeah, us that? Yeah, she did I mean, say that. Yeah, ruined, ruined every movie for me. <laughs> it was like... And then years later, while we were trying to sell our groundbreaking, hilarious cartoon, we were out in Los Angeles. <laughs> We were sitting in front of a guy who used to be a sports producer, but was out there writing a movie. I don't know that it ever got sold. Um, and then he put us wise to what my mom told us, that yeah. uh, the famous story that always the humanity seems to always tell the same story, the hero's journey, right? Yeah. It's like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, there's no the place like home. pushed yeah. out of home. People help them along the way. Some have magical powers. By the time they return home, they realize there's no place like home, but they're transformed and everybody's transformed too. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's every Hallmark movie. Yeah, which you could also get at Critics Choice Video. I've Lots of Hallmark movies. Yeah, Hallmark movies. So, as John mentioned, it's uh, Critics Choice Video. I've been with us since we started here at TFG Unbutton. It's America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. It's a great place for you to start your holiday shopping early. As John said, there's a number of sales going on, so be sure to check them out. Get there by going to focusgroupradio.com and clicking on the Critics' Choice Video logo. We hope you all have a great week, and we'll see you on Wednesday with our show, The Focus Group, with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Have a good week. Take care. 
It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Available every Tuesday. Learn more about Tim and John, Unbuttoned, and all of the Focus Group platforms at focusgroupradio.com.